Coming up on this episode of Decades, in the mid-80s, from 84 to 86, TV changed a lot of things. There was one particular show that changed the way Black people were seen moving forward. We discussed this in Decades, so stay tuned. Thank you for joining us for Decades. I'm Karen. I'm Regina. And we are here. We are going to take you on a journey back in time and television. So where are we going today? 1984. What was happening? 1984, researchers discovered AIDS. I'm sure AIDS was always here, but now they was actually giving a name to it and, you know, diagnosing people and telling folks about it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, wow. And you know what? People was just as scared of AIDS as it was during this pandemic. It's like that whole thing of, we don't know, they don't know what they're talking about. Oh, Lord, how we going, you know. Yeah, and you know, I guess in the beginning, most people thought AIDS was just a a gay male disease. So maybe that is why there was some uh, ignorance in the beginning. Yes. And so you think about all the people that had to die because of that ignorance. True, true, true. Yeah, and, and we kind of see that too with Corona where... Uh, a certain person whose name we won't say wanted to paint this as a China disease. And so many people probably died because of that ignorance also. Right. Right. I agree. Yeah. But in 1985 in sports, Michael Jordan was the rookie of the year. Yes, he was. Had that post on my wall. Nineteen eighty six, baby, Janet Jackson, control. I loved it. Oh, control was the bomb. Yeah, it was. It was. That was what the year after I graduated high school. So Janet was declaring her independence, and I was in my first year of college. So I was like, Yeah, I'm in control. Didn't know up from down, but I was singing control because Janet was in control. Right, right. We was all in control. Uh, nothing. Nothing. Run DMC came out with his tricky. Yep, yep. Loved us some Run DMC. But what was going on with TV and movies? Television. And I know some folks, y'all got some issues right this. I'm going to trigger you, but the Cosby show came out. Wow. Changed everything. It did. All black cast, y'all all black it was just i was in college every thursday night black people got together all over the world and watched the cosby show yes we did because it was just beautiful black people you know they wasn't like 
you know, good times. They weren't trying to figure out how to pay the water bill. And, mm-hmm. You know, they had struggles, but there's one of the struggles was not finances. Yes. yes. And of course, that was 1984 to 1992. It starred Bill Cosby, Felicia Rashad, Malcolm Jamal Warner, Lisa Bonet. Man, that show was, that was it. 197 episodes, eight seasons. It was just such a game changer to see a Black family loving each other, laughing, making mistakes, and growing. And Cliff, the dad, and Claire, the mom, were just trying to raise responsible kids. And these kids didn't always do the right thing, but that was the joy of the Cosby show. Right, right. They actually had something that other people wanted. Everybody yeah. wanted to be like them. Yeah, and when you think about it, it's like one of the first shows that we saw where there wasn't like a white savior there, you know? Right, right. It was just us. It was just us. Right? We there were was enough. No- there was no white male lead leading them on. No. And, and they didn't have to put a white person in it to get ratings or to make it work, you know? Right? Because he had the ratings. He had the ratings to hold. Well, it wasn't him. It was the ensemble. It was the whole cast. Yeah. They were very good at what they were doing. Yeah. I mean, it was just, it was game changing. It really was for uh, Black people growing up, seeing these images on TV and and Bill was promoting HBCUs on the show, which was just amazing because it was just like, you need to have some pride in colleges that we started for us, support them. And I mean, it was just a lot of positive things came out of that show. And I mean, I remember we were in college and hey, Thursday night, we was all watching Cosby. We was all watching we was yes we was another show and the girl is one of your favorites them golden girls 1985 let me tell you what now those women that that's my family right there them old white women that is my family right there if blanche would have had one more room in that house i'd have moved in i'd have moved in i would have been too young no, I, I, they let me in. They let me in. I wouldn't have been up at night eating no cheesecake because that ain't what I do. 1985 I to 1982. 1992, the Golden Girls. B. Arthur, Betty White, Rue McClanahan, Estelle Getty. 177 episodes, seven seasons. Now, now, listen, as, as, as our dearly departed mother would say, tell me this. What was it about the Golden Girls that Black people loved? Y'all all watch them shows. Y'all love this show. I don't think there's not a friend of mine I could find who don't like the Golden Girls. I mean, we are, lo- listen, we got that I love Lucy loyalty to the Golden Girls. Yes. Yes. Well, fight somebody who calls Rue uh, you know what because Blanche girl listen Blanche was a little fast she was very fast and she was old and fast which made it even funnier 
but it, it was just something about those women. And maybe it's because we all know somebody like that. So it became almost colorless because you all knew some older woman who still thought she was hot, Blanche. Somebody who thought they were smarter than everybody, Dorothy. Somebody who was not quite right, but sweet, Rose. And then, Somebody who could get over on everybody <laughs> all the time. <laughs> and y'all still know somebody like that. And then your mean little old grandmama who be really biting you, but it's funny, so you laugh, Sophia. Well, she go in on them, too. She tells exactly what she think. Just, I mean, just be biting, and you couldn't do nothing but laugh because it's funny, but it'd be a little bit of truth in there when she, whenever she would call Blanche a whore boy, a slut, that would take me low. I said, this woman is mean. But funny. She's funny. Straight up mean. Yes. Yes. And so, but what you have are these women in this place doing whatever they want and they and you know they was they was preaching and they tried to bust stereotypes and did all kinds of things that they wanted to do they did they did you know the funny thing about it though when i watch it now it's like they could have really been in any city or any state because you never really i mean i never really got a miami vibe like they didn't do real like location where well, once they went to the beach and did something but it, it really wasn't about Miami it was about them and their relationships was it was and that was that was just I just like I said I still watch Golden Girls and still laugh at their shenanigans that they do to this day but again here's another show that you have it's all women you know, you might have an occasional man, but there was no male lead in this thing. It was nope. all women and it had ratings and it had, you know, everything it needed to be successful for years. And even now, still on reruns, we still watch it. Yes, yes, yes. And another one, boy, this last show was one of my favorites. Which one is that? I'm designing women. Ooh, listen. Girl, what was it? Tell me what it was. It was, what, 1986 to 1993. And that was Delta Burke, Dixie Carter, Annie Potts, Gene Smart, and Meshach Taylor. 163 episodes, seven seasons. Baby, these women <laughs> had their own business in the South. I think it was like Atlanta, Georgia. And mm -hmm. they, it was preachy. It was way <laughs> preachy. Oh, yeah. Oh, but yeah. it was funny as heck. And you know, the thing that they did, which I thought was kind of cool, is they weren't afraid to have a character who kind of went against their norm. Like, remember when Suzanne first came on the thing? She was so obnoxious and so prejudiced. Yes. She became, I mean, she was one of my favorite people because she was always going to say something that you just knew. Oh, girl, don't say that in public. Oh, girl, don't do that in public. Girl, my, remember when she dressed up like the Supremes? 
Girl, when she put that black face on, I think I lost all consciousness line laughing at her. And then the white people's reaction to her in blackface was just yes. extra. Everybody's hilarious. like, you are not going on with us. Yes, I am. <laughs> like, she just couldn't understand why playing a black person, she couldn't do a black face. And part, they were preaching. I mean, at some point you got tired of, of uh, her sister, what's her, her sister's name? Um, I know what you're talking about. But it's yeah, her sister. you got Julia. Julia. You got tired of Julia's preaching and, and 15 minute rants in every episode. But she would, uh, Suzanne would always challenge Julia's like, why do you feel that way? Or why do you think that's right? And why isn't my way a better way? And sometimes that was just the funniest part of the whole show was them two. Yes. Yes. As you see these two, these two sides that are so opposed to each other coming together and you're going, how, how, how were y'all raised in the same family? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Some of the issues they took on, I think were really good issues. Uh, it's just like you said, sometimes you just get tired of them preaching. Don't tell me, just show me, just, right. just act it out. Show me. But her, her 10 and 15 minute rants after a while, you like, okay, Julia, we get it. We get it. Yep, yep. But I do love how sometimes, I mean, because man, Charlene, Charlene would always get in trouble. <laughs> and she it, was hilarious. My favorite, my favorite Charlene episode was when she had the baby and Dolly, Pay and Dolly Parton was her angel. Oh, Charlene. Even today, now, I still love and watch me some Jean Smart because... She did an amazing, amazing <sighs> job with that role. And, you know, a lot of times you see an actor in a role and they're really good and you go, oh, that just must be how that person is. But Jean has played so many different roles. Now, you know, she was acting. Charlene she really, really was. her. <laughs> yeah, because I just thought, okay, she's just kind of a not-so-smart, blind person, little comedy. She's funny. But then to see her now in later years in Mayor of Easttown and Hacked, and you're like, this woman is a treasure. She's really good. She is. She is such a treasure, yes. Yes, so... That that was one. I did, I did like Designer Women. I did. And listen... Shout out to Anthony, because, you know, that was like the reverse where usually you have a black cast and they bring in a white person because you got to have that, you know, that white friend. Right. This was an all white cast and they brought in this black man and Anthony's reactions to their shenanigans was probably all black people's reactions to their shenanigans. Like you white people are crazy. Yeah, or you women are crazy because sometimes yeah. they put him in the middle of some stuff. And you'd be like, yeah, black man. <laughs> you did it because you was on parole and you needed a job. And so you stayed yep. with them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that that whole ensemble was was extremely funny. So, so what these shows did is they brought very strong characters and they challenged that very strong status quo around gender and around race. Yes, they did. 
They did. And they brought issues to prime time because most of these shows was on right in the middle of prime time. Like they talked about AIDS and they yes. talked about body image. Oh, remember that episode in Designing Women where um, Delta Burke, or who's playing Suzanne, was mm-hmm. a little bit thicker than all the other girls at the beauty pageant. Yes. All them girls made fun of her because she was yes. a little heavier and they just did the whole the whole episode around, you know, shaming folks because they put on weight. And so, see, y'all, we talked about this stuff before. It's just yeah. that it never stuck back then, but they brought the, they brought it up. There was some writers before their time telling some of these stories. Yeah. It's just that they just didn't stick as well. But and I still remember that one. I do, too. I do too. I mean, like I said, they 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 did talk about some good stuff. You just get you would get I would get excuse me I would get tired of Julia having a fifteen minute speech about like okay give her five minutes and let somebody else say something. Yeah, right. Can we keep the funny going, please? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that but that was a groundbreaking show to see those women up there carrying just like Golden Girls. They're women and and they were carrying it. And they weren't like 20-year-old women. And I think that needs to be emphasized. These were older women carrying a show, making us laugh, making us think. And that was so beautiful. And it just just showed more so in my favorite show of all times, uh, Murder, She Wrote. (laughs) Now, listen, Jessica was old. Jessica had retired from teaching. She was just riding her bike around Cabin Cove, minding her business. Then then people started dying and she had to come out of retirement and she got to save these people. Now, really, what could get better than that? Right, right. And she didn't have to do it in a bikini and high heels. She did not. She had her sensible shoes on. She always matched her outfit to her pocketbook, her purse. She always had her hair done and her jewelry on. And she wasn't in no rush. She was going to get there and she was going to stir you down and make you confess. Stir you down and make you confess. Right. She wasn't no young chicken running around here uh, solving stuff with the police. She wasn't no, you know, blonde hair, blue eyed, big boob lady. No, no. She was a respectable member of the community. You know, yeah. I lo- I still watch Murder She Wrote. I still I do. I oh my god! It. Best show ever. Best show ever. So mm-hmm. movies from that particular period of time. There was some amazing movies. That's when Prince did that Purple Rain. Baby, wonderful, wonderful. And then and, and 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 Eddie Murphy grew. He left them trading places and it went on to that Beverly Hills cop. Oh, that was so funny. Yes. Oh, Eddie was that that was Eddie's genius period. Them 80s, Eddie was just a genius. He was during that time. I mean, it oh. was like he could almost do no wrong. Now, he did do some wrong, y'all. He did. But there was, I mean, there was a time, like I said, he was like the guy out there who looked like us. And so, you know what? We was drinking Eddie Murphy. <laughs> like, woo. All day, every day. Eddie Murphy got a movie coming out? Yep, oh, we, we going to see it. 
We gotta go see Eddie Murphy in that movie. Yeah, you know he's gonna be funny. Eddie gonna be funny. Eddie always funny. Yep. 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 But also, two other movies that came out that were, you know what, kind of big, that Ghostbusters. Now, I was not a big Ghostbusters fan, but baby, that movie. Yes. Blue. That was good. Up. That was really good. I loved Ghostbusters. Yeah. Yeah. Ghostbusters was good. That was good. There was some, there was some pretty good movies that did come out during that time. I mean, The Color Purple. What? Yes. Yes. Listen, I read the book first and I thought, this is amazing. This is just amazing, you know? And I remember the controversy surrounding the movie because it was directed by Steven Spielberg and everybody thought of a, a why black is he telling person. a black woman's story? Yeah, why he telling our story? Ain't no black people available. And that was a big deal. And it was Oprah's first acting gig. And some people yep. were like, can she really do this? I know, I know. Is she up for the task? Yep. Do she know how to act? Whoopi and Whoopi, Whoopi was good. Oh, Whoopi was good. Listen, Whoopi, that whole cast yes. was amazing. Yep. I mean, that whole cast was just amazing. Listen, there will never be another Sophia at the Oprah. Ever. 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 And listen, Danny Glover will forever be Mr. (laughs) He can always be Mr. (laughs) I see him. I still get mad at him for hiding her mail. Here we go. Years A hundred years after Color Purple, he's still Mr. (laughs) Mr. Took that girl male and mistreated her. And let me tell you something. If you black and can't quote a line from the Color Purple, throw your black card away. Throw your black card away. throw it away. Every black person can quote at least one line from the Color Purple. Most of the time it's that line, you told Hoppo (laughs) to beat me. (laughs) You gotta say it like you did it. You too horrible to beat me. <laughs> Listen, if you can't quote like just one, that movie was the girl, the color yes. purple. Oh yes. And think about it, it was at a time. I mean, if you look at all of the other movies that were out during that time, there was mm-hmm. not a lot of us in no. there. And so a lot of the top-rated movies look like Footloose, The Breakfast Club, St. Elmo's yeah. Fire, Top Gun. There's not a lot of us in that. Yeah, no. And so when you had a movie with us and you put everybody in uh, everybody, all of us who could, we could get in there. It was like, you know, that little that little Volkswagen to stuff all the people in there. They're like, yeah. oh, black movie. Let's see who all we can get in there. And you just start stuffing people in the Volkswagen, whether they fit or not. That's but it. And I'm glad fit. they did. Everybody fit. And it was really good. I'm glad they did. That was such a good story. They told a great story. And everybody did a great job with their roles. I- I'm telling you, it was just, it was just iconic. It was just, just iconic. And to think that we witnessed that. I mean, I look back now and I'm just in awe that we got to witness that that movie that was our time you know when this book come out and I'm reading it and then I get to see the movie and all these great actors I mean Whoopi Goldberg was absolutely just 
astonishing. Because for me, up to that point, Whoopi was just a comedian. Right, right. You know, she was funny. She was just funny. So you never thought about her playing something like this? No. But baby, she embodied Seely so, I mean, just like, just wow. Just all you could say. Yep. Was wow. And you have to, like I say, and you got to, if you put it in the context of, you know what, this was the only job in town for Black people during this particular time. It was just, it was great. It was. Mm, But like I said, the and I mean, I go back to that big that opening statement. It's like when you put Cosby on television and you saw that, wow, black people could be successful and have an audience, too. Yeah. Yeah. It changed everything. You, You couldn't go back to the whole. Well, we need we need to make sure we put white people in here so they'll be successful. Yeah. No, they could be successful without. Yeah. And and the thing is, I don't think it's just African-Americans. I think it's anybody. I think it's any group that you I mean, you don't need to have any specific type in there to make them successful. I think if the story is well told, like the Cosby show was well told, you're going to get an audience and you're going to get people there. Exactly. Just just tell a good story and people will come. I mean, that's that's basically it. Because I, when Cosby came out, I really can't think of any black shows that were out or had, you know, that featured a family of successful African-Americans. I'm sure along the way, people probably told me it's not going to work. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. Ain't nobody going to watch that. Nobody's going to watch yeah. that. And we ate that alive. We loved it. We wanted to be it. We wanted to make sure, oh, that's the goal. He has set the goal, the bar for us, and that's where we're going. Yep, he he really did. He really, really did. And and then Color Purple came out, and it was like, this is us. This is us up there. Look at the story they're telling. Look at all the different uh, characters and people in this story. I mean, it was just like It was a story that had to do with us that didn't have to do with them. Yeah. It was about and, and us that, telling our own, own stories. Story. Our own yeah, way. It, it really, really was. I mean, I was like, this is just beautiful. And I guess for Steven Spielberg, if he just stepped back and allowed those actors to act, they tell the story, you know? Right. And do. that's what they did. They, they told do. the story. So yeah, that was that was a good time because like I said, I was bright starting college and to have those images you know there especially when you're going to a predominantly white institution was really good to have these good positive uh african-american images to stand by us while we were in those spaces yeah it was and so what we want to leave you with is this there were no more african-american ghettos women had taken control of their narratives and hip-hop had started cutting its own path into the culture. It was a new type of conservatism that had stepped into this place where the wildness of the 70s had once been. But unlike these previous decades where there was once a white male lead in most shows, television was beginning to look a bit different. Just a bit. Or was it? 
guess we'll have to check out the next episode. But thank you guys for listening to us today. Thank you for joining. And if you want to leave us some comments on Twitter or Facebook about what you thought about the 80s, please do. We welcome your comments and uh, we hope you'll join us again. Thank you for listening. Bye. Thanks for listening, guys. TV Talk with the Sisters is produced by Karen J. Anderson. Music by Karen Day, And Regina Anderson just shows up to talk. Sisters.